Well, it's Christmas time. I'm hanging out at my house. I ha I'm, I'm having a Christmas party today, and I invited all of my friends, all three of them. Didn't get any RSVPs, so I'm a little nervous as to whether or not they'll, they'll show up. You know, Christmas is a special time for friends and family. Sometimes I'm just a lonely guy. Sometimes I send my kids out with other people and I hang out by myself and I just get lonely. Not a lot of people coming over to my house. I think I got somebody ringing my doorbell. Who's that? Hey, it's it's, <laughs> it's Hunter. Dave's Foley work. Oh, no, it's Hunter. Hunter. Oh, hey, Hunter, thanks for coming to my Christmas party. Merry Christmas. No, hey. I heard there would be booze. Yeah, I got a lot of it. Oh, good. Ding dong! Who's here now? Hollywood Steve, you reply. You can You you got my invitation. Oh yeah, I brought, I brought all my own booze because I didn't figure you'd have anything good here, so I just brought what I wanted you, to drink. You didn't hear there would be booze? No, I heard that there would, but I just figured it was all going to be stuff I didn't like. So oh. I just brought everything that I wanted to drink. You're all welcome to have some if you want. What now a we dick. Got, now we got twice as much booze. Ding dong, and Dave is here to drink oh. it. Hey, oh. guys, what's up? And we got a lot of booze, Dave. Thanks for coming to my Christmas party. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I brought a shitload of cider. All right. Well, Christmas cider. I think it's going to be a going to be a real good party. We could sit around, talk about some Christmas memories. Hey, listen. Let's let's hit hit record. Oh, I already did hit record. Let's podcast this party. Oh, that's a great idea. Hey, welcome to our Christmas mini. So we will each. We're, we're, I think we should all share the Christmas songs we like. Uh, we can that's talk a great about idea them for our Christmas. While we share show. them, that's fantastic. I've got two ready to go. Hey, you know what? Let me hold on. Let me check that Twitter seems, real quick. Like, that seems like an idea that we could throw together really, really quickly. Let me check. Twitter real quick. Oh, what a coincidence. The song we're playing has been asked about on Twitter by a guy named at I am Eric. Uh, we'll give him a present by quickly yacht skiing this non-yacht rock song. At Eric. This is every time Christmas comes around by Michael McDonald and Eric writes, I know it's a Christmas song from 2001 but I think it might have a shot on the boat. I hear this every Christmas is at work. Uh, so I gotta know. Hashtag yacht and yacht. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, God, do I have to write this into the document? Nah, This is the worst Christmas party I've ever somebody, been to. Listen, somebody will give Hold us... On. Samuel J. Hill will give us a Christmas gift and write this into the script. So, Samuel J. Hill, uh, grab a pencil. Chill the voice. At Chill the Voice, grab a pencil. Because I'm going to give this a score. It's 2001 Micah McDonald, Yacht Rock, non-Yacht yeah, Rock Christmas song. What, a 32? Yeah, 32. Yep, that's what I'm giving it as well. All right, well, now let me think of a number. Um, I'll give it a 28. All right. <laughs> did you did you give it a number? Yeah, 28. I'll, 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 I'll give it a even on Christmas, Hunter. Even on Christmas Eve. Even when I'm not even writing it into the document. And I don't even want any of your booze. Do you want some of mine? It's pretty good. No. I got really good. No, I have to work later. Like hops and coffee. Oh, you drink his apple juice with booze in it. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> Nothing like a nothing Damn like right. tensions coming out to make it a true holiday party. <laughs> do you Steve, a, do you need a sippy cup for that? Steve, I need to curate my hard ass image. You know this. <laughs> well, you do drink stuff like Strongbow. Yeah, which is it's called Strongbow, is, but it's 
This is you're drinking hard seltzer right now. Yeah, white claw raspberry hard seltzer. That sounds it's pretty LaCro- tough. It's LaCroix with a little beer in it. Yeah, I'll probably be drinking hard liquor at the better party later. Hey, all right. Hey, listen. Uh, I brought some good whiskey for you, Dave. Oh, you said so. Give these num- Give this song some, some numbers so we can move on. Thirty-three. Steve, I, I just gave it a thirty-eight. Oh, what's our final? I don't know. All right, it's not a yacht rock song. Hey, listen, guys. I want to play some good Christmas music here today. Yeah, I want to stop too. thinking so much about yacht rock. What do you guys like to in a Christmas song? I like a Christmas song that doesn't fill me with rage. And if they're good on top of that, well, shit. There's a, there's a Christmas song for me. Is Rage the new uh, cider you've been drinking lately? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, a man cider. It's brewed here at Highland Park. It's funny that he wants they've a Christmas also song got, that doesn't fill him with rage. They've also got a pear flavor Rage cider. Uh, pear Rage. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um yeah, just so many of those Christmas songs are, are so boring and dull, and they're beaten to your head every year. You get real tired of them. Okay. I want originality, because mm-hmm. I, I don't like traditional Christmas songs made after the 60s. Makes so, sense. So, like, you don't like All I Want for Christmas is, yeah. for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Sorry, bro. It's like a rehash of a 60s, like a, like a 50s style. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, I've been beat over the head with it, and I think mm-hmm. I've submitted but um, and I'm not going to give that to you people today. I'm gonna I'm gonna branch out. Okay, all right. Try but something like, else. But like the well, instrumentation is just not there as it was six seasons before. Like you, no. when you had large orchestras doing it, and there's a little panache. And there was there was a celebration aspect to it. Like uh, uh, what's his name? Roy Rogers was the head of the uh, was the grand marshal of the the Hollywood parade, and they used to call Hollywood Boulevard Hollywood Lane. And a little kid started cheering, here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus. And he wrote the song, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane, and it became... What a bunch of bullshit. No, that's what happened. That's that's a true story. I know, but even though it's a true story, it's a bunch of bullshit actions coming together to form garbage. Well, here's, here's what happens. The desire of having a Christmas song is purely monetarily driven. Uh, John Worcester wrote the other day that most of these songs were recorded uh, by guys in a studio in California in flip-flops in July. Because if you have a hit Christmas song, you are set for life. It was the the premise of the movie About a Boy. Hugh Grant's dad wrote a hit Christmas song. It's very specific to to England. England, Every year they have the number one Christmas song. Everybody guns for it. But also in America, if if you look up the top Singles of all time, number one and number three are both Bing Crosby. I, because it's, they uh, re-entering the charts year exactly. after year. Exactly, and number number eleven's Mariah Carey. I feel like hey, I right. feel thirty-five million. I feel like you've made this point. Maybe it was last Christmas or probably or, or of something else. You know, last Christmas I gave you my heart. Well, look, look, you you use this as a negative of. They make Christmas music to make money. Yeah. That's why they make music. That's not why they make punk rock. Oh. 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 Oh, It's it's another one of these episodes. You know, there's Christmas music that's not for making money. The beautiful religious Christmas music. That does not make money. Oh, holy night. I mean, but back in the day, people just wanted to have pretty songs for their Christmas. So you're saying that's like punk rock. Yes. I'm saying, oh, holy night, You're saying that silent Christianity night. Christianity is the new God, punk rock. God, ble- God rest ye merry gentlemen, 
punk rock of Christmas. You make music. a lot of good points. I didn't get to make my main point when I was saying I like, I like originality. When in, no, you said that. I know, but I didn't. What my main point beyond that? Because I think that goes without saying. I think traditional Christmas songs. I think most people don't. They're they're a little boring. You get you, there's billions of them. You want to hear something good? I think that's originality is not a, an original thought. How about that? Uh, I like wow. specificity. Heady. I like Christmas songs that are very specific. This is what I want for Christmas. This is I, I you. Want a, I want a place. I want to. I want to know where you are. Who you're spending it with. Just, Christmas Eve in the drug tank. To not make it too universal to yes. appeal too broad. Yes. Yes. You don't want it so fucking generic like, oh, instead of rhyming years with tears, we're going to rhyme year with cheer. That's a There's great or fear. Song. That's a great point because we or know fear. we have a very good idea of what general Christmas is. Now report from your world. Yes. What your Christmas is. Make it fun. I want to know about your fun Christmases, not mm-hmm. my miserable Christmases. Yeah, like well, the, the, I mean, part of the whole reason that a Christmas story still gets played in a marathon every year is because of how specific that was to time and place. Oh, yes, absolutely. To, to those specific people. Yes. Well, a fun fact about Bing Crosby, those singles made him millions and millions of dollars, and his kids would have been super rich from it, but he put a, a clause in his uh, blind trust saying... A Santa Claus? <laughs> yes. That his kids... Of course, Someone sort of had a, to say it. An anti-Santa Claus saying his kids couldn't collect any money until they were 65. Well, two of his kids took their own lives uh, via self-inflicted gunshot wounds before that. Bing, Another bing. one <laughs> died of lung cancer when they were 63. And then the other one inherited all of it and died at the age of 69. Who, who gave this guy some rage cider? <laughs> He's ruining the Christmas party. I know all these sad songs. Yeah, we need we need something something cool to happen. Wait, I didn't get to say what. Oh, I wait, 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 hold on. Hold, hold on. You've you've ruined the show with your sound effects again. You're live ahead, fully. Go ahead. Well, the Steve. last time it just wasn't loud enough. My phone like, didn't get any loud. I like two things in a Christmas song. Number one, Christmas is a time for tradition. It's two a time, is butts. It's a time to reenact the same comforting rituals. Again and again, year after year after year after year, over and over and over again. So I like the really traditional, like, pre-rock pop kind of Christmas stuff. You know, the really old-fashioned stuff. Pre-60, like, 60s and before, right? Yeah. Yeah. 60s and beyond. What? Well, beyond in the past. Oh, wait, never mind. Oh, pre-rock. Steve said pre-rock. Pre-rock. That's what I'm totally on board with. Yeah. And then the other thing I like is something that I haven't heard 8 million times, but is still fun. I thought you were going to say butts. That yeah. was my guess. Yeah. Well, oh, I like butts too. Well, sure. You all know that. Cannot I, lie. I'm not like I'm not hiding anything about that. Mm-hmm. I anybody. was like I was like weird Christmas songs with like a weird twist. It's like what the f- wait what the oh. fuck did they just say in a Christmas song? What? Yeah. What? M- what, 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 what? M- I like a I like Ding. a good Christmas song that starts with a drive-by shooting, like maybe a "Merry Motherfucking Christmas" by Easy E. That's a good one. <laughs> well, did you pick it? No. Huh. I'm not going to give that kind of spoiler alert. Uh, wait, am I crazy or do I hear sleigh bells? What? Do I hear sleigh what? bells? What? Is it? Uh-huh. What, oh, what is this? Sleigh bells. Uh, uh. It must be. It's Yachtsmas. It's Yacht Jesus on our roof with the sleigh bells bringing us. What do, what, what do you have for us, Yacht Jesus? Oh, 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 oh. 
I've got a bone throw for you. I got a bone throw. Hunter picked it out and I brought a recording. What's You're going to play. What's, <laughs> what's going on? I don't know. I think. <laughs> my name is Yacht Jesus. Oh, I thought he was doing. <laughs> my name is Yacht Jesus. Yacht Jesus. You look like you're about 2018 years old. <laughs> I'm in so much pain. <laughs> Plus 35 years or so, Steve. No. He was born in zero AD, uh, Anno Domini, I Year of the about. Lord. Alright. Uh, so I gotta go. I, we gotta go throw up. Oh, thanks, thanks for thanks for the bone throw there, Yacht Jesus. It's it's so awesome that you brought us a bone throw all the way from Japan. Like we never could have gotten that on our own. That's really far away. Guys, he was just it was just me. I mean it was JD doing an impression of what he was hoping it was, but it was just me putting this into the dock and forcing you guys to listen to it. Oh, I thought it was Yacht Jesus. No, it wasn't actually Are you Yacht, sure Jesus. It wasn't Yacht Jesus. No. But well, either way, neither of us listened to it. Are you sure it wasn't just the spirit of Yacht Jesus moving through you? It was. It absolutely was. Because I I'm hoping to find n- number two in Yacht Rock Christmas, Christmas songs. songs. <laughs> we had a well. This, we had, there's, there's. I thought there was plenty of number two in Yacht Rock Christmas songs, if you know what I mean. Well, it was all number two last year. Yeah. Um. So we had the Ray Parker Jr. And would we have uh, Ruiko Kurahashi with December 24? Uh, this is off her 1981 debut, Morning Shadow, and features Jake. H. Concepcion on Whoa. sax, the Filipino king of jazz. Any relation to Dave Concepcion, the baseball player? Yes. Probably awesome. Philippines is a small island. I don't yeah. think it's that small. I don't think Dave Concepcion was Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Cincinnati um, Reds, right? Yeah, but not Filipino. Not, the, right. not, the, not the From the Cincinnati right. Philippines. Jake H. Concepcion, uh, he was a monster session player, and he played on this. I'm sure there was other monster session players, but he plays the sax on this, which really, he's really showing off on this on this song. Uh, apparently, this lady was a fool and is all alone on Christmas Eve because she got, like, broken up with. And uh, we are playing this because there is a dearth of Chris Yacht Rock Christmas songs, and I think the City Pop offering, as I said, is the second yachtiest one I've heard. It's the what closest. Do you say? I think it's the closest. It's closer than anything we had on that list. No, I think Ray Parker Jr. Ju- well, maybe, no, maybe. I'm, I'm, oh, with the Ray exception, with the exception Jr. of Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. That's way. I'm eliminating Ray Parker Jr. Other than that, this is the He's yachtiest. He's not in thing. question. Yeah. 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 Well, this is a wonderful gift from Yacht Jesus and from Hunter, and I really, I, this is definitely a Yacht Rock song. Uh, should we just give it some numbers real quick? Uh, uh, 72. Yeah, all right, 68. 74. I'll give it a uh, solid 70. Super. I wish I knew what I gave Ray Parker Jr. last year. I don't remember at all. <laughs> I, th- I, made I think it it's a- more important what he gave us. I gave it an essential number. All right. Did, you, didn't you give it a hundred? You gave it a hundred. Probably. Yeah. It's. It was the only cr- you did. Christmas you, you song. You did give it a hundred. I remember that. <laughs> it was recently. I would have given it. A, and Hunter, you're not wrong. I would have given it. You are not wrong. Could have. All right, Steve. 
Let's talk about Christmas songs. Christmas so we songs. like. Let's get out of the yacht rock thing. Let's let's take a break from yacht rock. Jesus Christ! Right. This is supposed to be beyond yacht rock. You guys. And still, we're just wallowing. It's the only thing that we've ever done that people like. Yeah. What is, what is this song, Steve? Oh, uh, this is a this is a staple of uh, family iPod club around my house when uh, when the whole family gets together. Around Christmas, they've time. been doing it since 1977. That's a we've had iPod. Club you invented the iPod. <laughs> wow, we were pretty forward-looking back then. Well, back then they were just a family of introverts that put their blanket over the speaker and not let anybody else listen. It's my pod. It's oh, my yeah. iPod. They can, they can, you know, anybody could come over. We just, we just didn't know that many people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is uh, this is John Denver. With uh, with his Christmas with his holiday classic, please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. A reasonable request. I uh, <laughs> I, looked, I looked this up. I looked up a tiny. The bit song of or the idea of the song? All around. This is uh, this is always a fun one to to listen to with your family when you're all when you're having sitting, an intervention sitting around the uh, the dinner table playing playing a nice uh, uh, family card game. We have a game called Scat. We like to play. It's not about poop. It's just a card game called Scat, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, we like to drink. Uh, the, my generation likes to drink. My parents are teetotalers. Uh, well, your dad has stomach issues, right? And my mom just doesn't drink. Yeah. So for you, this song is a fantasy. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> what would it be like if my parents would party with me? Please, instead Daddy, of just drink. Sitting there watching us party. <laughs> so, Hollywood Steve's version. Yeah, is please, please Daddy, Daddy, drink, drink get drunk for Christmas. <laughs> drink Come on, Christmas. Daddy. For the love of God, it's Christmas. Have, have a, a have fucking a sip. fun. Jesus. Put put down the textbook, Dad. <clears throat> you know this song is. I like this song. It's it's about as country as John Denver gets. Like he was always a, a crossover yeah. artist. Yeah. But this one, he's he's fucking going for it. And when you've got a topic like Daddy, don't get drunk for Christmas, you go full country. Yep. I, it's always disappointing to me that he didn't throw this into the Muppets Christmas special that he did. Because I would have liked to see that. But, you know, the Muppets are not going like, to... Could have changed it to Janice, don't get drunk this Christmas. <laughs> Daddy, don't get mupped this Christmas. Don't get mupped. <laughs> I looked up a tiny bit of information about this song. Apparently, uh, even though it sounds like pure country, it was actually written by the uh, husband and wife couple that fronted the Starland Vocal Band. <laughs> I hear that. I hear it. Yeah. And uh, of they also it was. they also wrote "Take Me Home, Country Roads." For did John they Denver. really? They really did. Mm. Wow. I should, you know, I was surprised to learn that. Mm. And they also wrote a song, "Daddy, Please Don't Participate in Afternoon Delight with Me This Christmas." Yeah. That was called Don't Let Daddy Kiss Me by Motorhead. Oh, yeah. You know, Which, there's, there's, honestly, we also play a lot around the family yeah. iPod You know, club. there is, there is, is a, so disturbing. there is a daddy genre that we could do, like Daddy, Don't You Walk So Fast. Oh, yeah. Wayne That's, Newton. Yeah. Guys, we, uh, we don't have many shows left. I don't know if you're going to get to the, the Starland vocal band. I had another, I had an idea for a genre for uh, uh, Afternoon Delight. Folk. No. <laughs> folk songs about fucking. <laughs> F- oh, folk. Folk. <laughs> That's that a good one. That would have been in there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. There's, there's some good ones. My, my cousin knows a bunch of dirty folk songs because he's Oh, it's so stuff. gross listening to hippies talk. 
singing about fucking ugh. You just like, imagine what they smell like. You can find like old Scottish and Irish ones too. Ugh. Like actual old folk music and not just like, you know, 60s revival by hippies. Ugh. Yeah. We'll get to that one. The, ribble, the ribald traditions of Scotland folk. and Ireland. But folk made me made me laugh. Fucking hippies. Let's never talk about them again. Dave, you got a Christmas song to talk about here? Yeah. Yeah, I got a little something. I feel like we talked about this one before. Am I crazy? Was this on Heavy Metal Christmas? No. God, no. I love the intro. Little keyboard, some sleigh bells. And then when it kicks in, it fucking rips. This is the Kinks, of course, with Father Christmas. It's a great song about class struggle, the kids that uh, mug Santa Claus want money, and a job for their dad. They don't want his toys or his Steve Austin outfit. Uh, the song came out in 1977, and I assume that was the hottest uh, Christmas present anyone oh, could get. Oh, we're talking $6 million Steve Austin, yeah. not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Steven, please. Jesus. I just want to clarify that for all the uh, younger listeners out there that uh, co- constitute the core of our audience. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, all those and you weren't all those millennials that are. Uh, and you weren't talking about. The Boz is stone cold. Right? No. Now no. that's a fair question. <laughs> I was also not talking about rainbows stone cold. No, I was Did I tell you about, about the time I almost got sucked into a river and washed away when I was fishing with some friends? And they pulled me out and I was freezing and chattering and like saying so cold and like seriously may have like been borderline hypothermic. But they just assumed that I was about to die, and my dying wish was that they went and watched Stone Cold. It's <laughs> a good one. It's a, yeah. a good movie. Yeah. The Boz was never better. Yeah, man. Uh, he's, I feel like he's still got a lot more to show us. <laughs> ah, what a better topic for a Christmas song than dressing up like Santa and getting mugged. Hey, wait, hold on. Highlight of my career? Writing the Boz into a Blue Mountain State episode and getting him. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we can get the Boz? I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a sandwich? He was something. He was. He was. Anything left over from craft service? He was God in Blue Mountain State character, like the dumbass defenseman Thad. He was a. He was a God in his dream. <laughs> the Boz was a God. I mean, there was a time. Okay, I'm sorry, Dave. Continue. Yeah, man. Uh, We didn't listen to a lot of Christmas music around my house because most of it's terrible. Uh, But I remember hearing this one as a kid, and I really liked it. Uh, The lyrics start out with, uh, When I was small, I believed in Santa Claus, though I knew it was my dad. Now, I found out about Santa when I was four uh, because I saw an Atari 2600 uh, when my parents opened the uh, upstairs closet. Our house was old and like built in the early 1800s and it shifted. And you had to use a screwdriver to pry open the, uh, the closet door. Um, so I couldn't do it, but they could. And I saw an Atari 2600 in there. I was like, oh, I'm getting an Atari. And they said, no, 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 that's just what uh, the people at the store gave us uh, as in a box to carry stuff home in because my parents like lying to children and were terrible at it. So then Christmas morning, when I opened my presents, it was an actual Atari 2600. And I was able to put it together like, wait a minute. This is what was up there. You guys got this for me, not Santa. And that's how I figured out there was no Santa Claus. But they did make me promise not to tell my friends that still believe in Santa Claus. Because 
they wanted their parents to still lie to them. I need uh, Junior to figure that out. He's a little old and not have confronted me about it yet. You think he knows and he just doesn't want to ruin it for you? That's what I, that's, that was my thing. I didn't want to tell my parents that Santa wasn't real. He's pretty smart. He's pretty smart. But at the same time, I don't know. Listen, anyway. Listen, life is just a series of delusions. I need, it's, it's the one big lie I need to end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I need, I need to stop yeah, this we, con. We can keep the tooth fairy going. Yeah. But Santa Claus, that's got to stop. Santa's but a, what if he tells his little sister? He won't. He's got he's he's got a moral compass about him like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I've I've seen that. But he may also like lay it on really thick too. <laughs> That's another thing. You're like, Put on a voice. Just, just be no, just be, oh. like, just be like, what? Look what Santa Claus brought you. And <laughs> winking at me. Anyway, openly. Yeah. Now, now I told you all this assuming that Steve, you still don't believe in Santa Claus. What? All right, that's what I was worried about. I was hoping you guys would all tell your stories. Who do you think I... brought the iPod? What? <laughs> yeah, Back how do you in... think we got our hands on an iPod in 1977? I don't know. Your dad. Apple wasn't making those. They were making those in Santa's workshop. Your dad's a fucking professor. I assume he just professed one. History professors don't have magical powers. Oh, they will tell you. So. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> I was gonna say. I'm thinking of future professors. Speaking of magical powers, Justin Bieber, Drummer Boy, is a song that I want to share with you guys. This is a very special song. Oh, JD. It's very special. Traditional song made after the 60s. When Junior was little, but listen, listen, Junior loved Drummer Boy so much when he was a little boy, he would always like say, Mo Pum Pum. Mo pum pum. He wanted more rum pum pum. Mo mm-hmm. pum pum. You sure he just didn't want a glass of rum to drown out this? Maybe, but we had a whole playlist with like 20, 30 different versions of Little Drummer Boy on it. And this was the best one, if you ask me. Didn't Bowie do a version of this? Yeah, with Bing Crosby. It's very famous. Um, but this one's not very famous, even though it was not a very popular album. This has got a hot beat. I also want you to notice that this is called Drummer Boy, not Little Drummer Boy, because it's so cool. Because Justin Bieber's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. I've only heard this song a few times, and it was always at JD's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. Um, there's a lot of, like, m- just masterfully unmotivated vocal runs in this when he's singing, rump a pum Here it comes. Here's a... Here's a you got to be a master to come up with a nonsensical vocal run like that. Completely unmotivated. Or a computer. <laughs> yeah, that's auto-tune. you got to um, be a whoa, master of auto-tune. Who's, who's that in the background? I'll talk about that in a minute. Unfortunately, Justin Bieber's refrain in this song, I'm the drummer boy so dope, dope, hasn't caught on yet. Now listen, this is Buster Rhymes. He <gasps> delivers a killer featured performance, and here it comes here. So first he's like, 
Let's gather around the mistletoe real quick when he's about to start this. Let's gather around the mistletoe real quick. With his family? And then later he says, in fact, let's gather around the fireplace. It's about to get hot in here. So Buster Rhymes goes from trying to make out with everyone at the Christmas party to trying to get everybody uncomfortably warm. And he starts by saying, sitting around the table with the family. Eating so dinner. he takes them to the mistletoe. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then he takes them over to the fire and says, it's about to get hot in here. Yeah, yeah. What a creep. Yeah. But listen. Buster Rhymes. Buster, Buster Rhymes just gave that track way more effort than it deserved. Well, he really, but he he literally busts rhyming in this song by successfully rhyming Twitter followers with Hanukkah. It's kind of a Christmas highlight. It's a holiday uh, highlight. Rhymes Twitter followers with Hanukkah. That's a bigger. It's, hard, it's a it's bigger miracle than the actual though. Hanukkah seven-day candle. Eight day. It's eight. eight day. The seventh. The eighth day was a lie. Whoa. Deep, yeah. deep state. Yeah, deep state. Uh, oh, now he's rapping. Yeah. He was rapping before. He was rapping before, Dave. He raps yeah. and sings. He's, he does it all. He's like Bobby Brown. He's a way. double threat. This is from Justin Bieber's second studio album, 2011's Under the Mistletoe. Wow. So for his second album, they decided to go Christmas. Yeah, and you know what? He sold two million copies. So wow. Wait, maybe even more than that. And, it was, and they got Buster Rhymes. It was a number one. It was a number one album in America. He used to bit. be respected. It was a number. It was the. So America just didn't recently get shitty. It's been shitty for a while. It was a number thirteen album of the of 2011 of the entire year. Wow. Let's wow. See, yeah, it's been shitty song? for a pretty long time. Oh. I mean, musically. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Oh, what was that? Wait, nothing. Oh. I got some more fun facts. Oh, yay. Song. Okay. yeah. Now, when you listen to this song on your own, because everybody's going to uh, bring it up on their Spotify when we're done talking about it, because you got to hear the Clearly. details of the song. The devil's in the <laughs> details in the song. Um, he's got a great line. Oh, that's where, where it is. He's got a great line where he, he calls out the drummer boy for being a made-up part of the Jesus story what? with the line... I'm surprised they didn't say this in the Bible. I'm surprised you didn't hear this in the Bible. When he's rapping about the little drummer boy story, he's surprised you didn't hear it in the Bible. Wait, is he telling me that I should read the Bible more? No, what he's saying is, is that it in the this Bible? is a I don't made-up story. Yeah, it, it, is, it, is, it Bible, is in the Bible, but it's such yeah, a good story, it should be in the Bible. I, I think it is in the Bible. Um, and there's, there's another part where he, like... Now we're just going to pass. <laughs> he sort of commands us to give to charity... Anyway, listen. Yeah, I'm on the beat because the beat goes dumb. Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. Um, anyway, even Bobby Brown is a better rapper than this. Justin Bieber. Steve, I think you're a better rapper than this. Toward the end of the song, he's I don't telling doubt us, it. you know, give to charity. There's people that are hungry out there. This is a guy who drives a chrome Fisker. Don't lecture us on who to give to, Justin Bieber. That That's car costs so much money. I don't even know what it is. It's a hundred thousand dollar car, and then he got it painted in chrome. Ellen gave it to him for his 18th <laughs> birthday on his on his show. Alan Alda? Ellen. Oh, oh. Ellen DeGeneres. Generous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, do you know what happened today? We saw we, we we looked out the window of my work building in Hollywood, and we saw skywriting in the air, and the skywriting said, "Porsche, what's our Wi-Fi password?" Ellen. Because apparently they've been skywriting love letters to each other or something. Yeah. 
That's, yeah, that's cute. a whole bit on their uh, show. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's, oh, it's her, uh, not the car. It's her, her dry, droll, everyday observational humor. Her lesbian observational humor. What's the deal with my wife's Wi-Fi password? I don't know. <laughs> I'll write it in the sky. It's a bit. Guys, I have a sexist statement to say. Oh, oh great. Bring it on. Let's hear it. All guys are terrible at taking care of their health. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, he got a knee injury, he got a back injury, or something worse. Have you guys ever rubbed dirt on it? Which I think means do a silly thing to overcome a medical problem. Like I, uh, I was playing with a sickle in my backyard and uh, fucked up and dug it right into my ankle. <laughs> and like pop it out of there and uh, my ankle got real infected and I just wrapped it with an ace bandage and hobbled around on it until my dad took off the ace bandage and looked like I had a, a couple plums under my skin that's the kind of story we're looking for in this yeah. ad yeah. beautiful thank you yeah had to get some tetanus shots that's called rubbing some dirt on it mm-hmm. hey I have bad hemorrhoids every now and again you know I do do the you know the butt boot scoot that the dogs do <laughs> right right across <laughs> yeah just take it right across you, that yeah. mud you rub yourself on some dirt and then you blame it on whomever just rented your Airbnb yeah well listen guys you know whatever the hell thing is the guys don't take care of it the same is true with erectile dysfunction <gasps> studies show seventy percent of guys who experience erectile dysfunction don't get treated for it oh boy thankfully you just get angry. <laughs> <laughs> Roman and that doesn't help at all. Roman created an easy way to get checked out and treated for erectile dysfunction. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medications right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips <laughs> to the pharmacy. The, but those are the best parts. Yeah. But it's okay. We yeah, yeah, you just Skype from the waist down. Is, yeah. <laughs> You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash BYR. That's our promo code. Fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved erectile dysfunction medications delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. As opposed, It doesn't say boner pills for Steve on the envelope. For a free online visit, go to getroman.com slash BYR. And you know, even if you don't need it, you uh, you know, you have some for uh, for later. We get money you for a party with your buddies. Yeah. That's getroman.com slash BYR. Well, to more serious topic. This song takes a little bit to get into. One. Oh, I think the last song took a little bit to get into. Should I turn this up a little bit? Yeah, people people are gonna want to. They're gonna want to feel this. Yeah, in the the cockles of their loins. These ladies sound like they know how to sing. They're very sweet. Oh, sounds like they want a present. Why do you keep doing that, Dave? Because I brought jingle bells. What do you guys think about this song so far? Oh, it's not very Christmassy. Yeah, you're right. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh boy. 
Now it's Christmas. Yeah. That's right. This Boy, is they have a formula that they follow, don't they? <laughs> this is the weather girls. With dear Santa, bring me a man this Christmas. Oh. Did she say bring me a man or it's raining men? What? Bring me? She said bring It's raining men. Bring me a man. Bring me a man. It sounds an awful lot like it's raining men. These women love... Men being bestowed upon them, whether mm. it's given to them by Santa or, or falling. falling upon them. They just don't want to try very hard for their men. They just want them given to well, them. Well, the reason why this sounds a lot like It's Raining Men. Also written by Paul Schaefer. It's because it's written yes! by Paul Schaefer. <laughs> Paul, Paul Schaefer and Paul Jabara. And I listened to a little story about how It's Raining Men came about. And I'm sure the story is very similar to this. Uh... Apparently, Paul Jabara, he was a uh, flamboyantly gay disco singer. No! Wanted a song called It's Raining Men. Mm-hmm. Paul, uh, Paul wrote it. Right. His wife thought it was a terrible song. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, Paul, what are you doing? No, I've been, I've been there. Paul Jabara wanted to debut it at a pride parade and. I don't know, the late 70s or early 80s, but apparently it was a very angry time for the Pride Parade in New York. And uh, everybody thought it would be a terrible idea. Paul Jabara said, oh, they all got sticks up their asses. They'll love it. So they, so they brought out a big muscle man and sang It's Raining Men and got booed off the stage. Oh. And, and then, because everybody hated it. And, it's a good uh, song. and then a few years later, they sent it over to San Francisco and gave it to the Weather Girls and became a number one hit. So fuck them. So the and Weather Girls are from San Francisco. Yeah. Huh. A lot of weather there. Yeah. And it's, it's not what you think. Yeah. Everybody knows the Mark Twain quote. What is it? Uh, the worst winter I ever spent in my life was summer in San Francisco. Ah, Mark Something Twain, like that. that irony. Because it's cold. The master. And damp. The chimney's clean. <laughs> oh, God, this song is so good. <laughs> um, so the Weather Girls. I want to tell you about the Weather Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were the background uh, singers for Sylvester. Yeah. And, uh, they, and they were known as Two Tons of Fun. And then they mm-hmm. became the Weather Girls. And um, I didn't know this, but Martha Wash... Is in the Weather Girls. Yeah. Along. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know that. Oh, really? Well, I think oh, you yeah. probably mentioned Not it. Not into music? Just, it just didn't stick. Okay. And then uh, the, uh, the other the other Weather Girl was Azora Armstead. Not yeah, as famous. One of, them, one of them passed away recently, didn't they? Uh, it was a little while ago. Yeah. A man fell on her. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Martha Wash. CNC Music Factory and Black Box. Black Box. Mm-hmm. That's and, amazing. Uh, at least one other one. Yeah, and she, uh, well, of her own fame. Anyways, the, she was like a uh, the disco queen or whatever. Or maybe that was Sylvester. Uh, uh, anyways. Let, she, me, let me back up a minute. JD, that was a stellar, the queen stellar joke. You could just let it go, man. You didn't have to comment no, on that. No, man, that was good. My jokes are really good. That's that why they good. pay me the big bucks in Hollywood. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, they wanted to... Uh, Somebody to 
wants Santa to bring him a, a man, Mr. Severa. <laughs> no. I didn't hear the joke, so I don't it, know what's going on. It doesn't on. matter. Nah. It's not that good. Did, uh, uh, did they get the men? Apparently not, because they kept singing about it. <laughs> All they did was sing. Did they have any, did you look, did they have any other songs about being having men, asking for men to be bestowed upon them, or somehow I don't, coming across I now, men? I now know two songs by the Weather Girls. <laughs> They're both about coming across men by yeah. means that didn't take much effort. Yeah, like uh, nothing they had to do. I'm only looking at titles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far I'm not seeing it. Oh, I found I found Martha Wash's other group that I thought I remembered. It's uh, a group called Seduction that had a hit called You're My One and Only, parentheses, True Love. Um, oh, yeah, baby, here I am. <laughs> I just came down the chimney. They had a new version of It's Raining Men in 1993. Ooh. Yeah, you got to keep that current. There's also a great parody during the 2008 um, elections called It's Raining McCain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they did have another song that was later called The Sounds of Sex. Ooh, Gitchy, ooh, la, la, oh. which I think was a minor club hit. Or yeah, maybe a major club sounds, hit. I don't know. Sounds, I didn't go to that was club. Was it a ripoff of Witch Doctor? Oh, well, uh, there's some new, there's a new song starting up. Did you have anything else to say about the Weather Girls? No, I just wanted to point out how very specific they were in that song, and I love that. What is it, Steve? Well, this doesn't sound like Christmas. This sounds like the this Jingle Bells. And this guy likes butts for Christmas. Oh, I, oh, listen, I just gave this room a Christmas, like a fruitcake <laughs> out of my butt. Sorry, oh, everyone. Wow. Mm. Kind of butt. Steve's doing a very nice little dance to this song. Steve, what this is, is this? Like, this is a super, this is, you know how I said before that I like Christmas songs that I haven't heard eight million times? Uh-huh. Give me, give me the thrill of the new while maintaining the spirit of the holiday. This is one of them. This is a this is a rap song about Christmas. It's called "What You Want for Christmas," and it's uh, it's a whole bunch of rap groups from the '90s joining forces from from the dirty South. It's the Quad City DJs, who you remember from their smash hit "Come On and Write It," subtitled "The Train," and you got the '69 boys in the house of Tootsie Roll fame, and you got another rapper named K Knock who I don't really know that well. I think she might be the lady rapper later in the track. I didn't really research it very well. What are the Quad Cities, like Davenport, Iowa, and... That's a different Quad Cities. Oh, really? There's a Dirty South Quad Cities? Dave, you can fucking play along with this jam. Dave playing the Jingle Bells looks a lot like him jerking off a much bigger dick than he actually has. So it's not... It's not... Davenport, Iowa, Bettendorf, Iowa, Rock Island, and Moline, Illinois? No, they're from Jacksonville, Florida. Oh. I always thought the Quad City DJs were from the Quad City. What the fuck? You just ruined my Christmas. Davenport, Florida has a lot of four-wheelers, so they call it Quad City. What? Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, this is K-Knock. So now I know why this sounds like, like, two live crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're a rant. It makes sound. It makes way more sense now. But I thought they were the one fam- one famous group from the Quad Cities. Nope. <sighs> you, next, you're gonna tell me they're not even DJs. 
Steve, you know the song well enough to have a favorite line in this song? Uh, yeah, it's coming up right here in a little bit. It's about what it, when K-Nock runs out, runs down what she wants for Christmas. Here it comes. Okay, we'll sit quietly and wait for it. That's what I want for Christmas too. <laughs> Five yeah. months free reen. Rent, rent, you dick. Oh. Five months free see, here's the thing. We all rent except for you, Dave. I think is that right? We all rent. Well, Hunter still. owns, but also rents. And you, he rents you when own he owns. The house you don't live in, and you rent the house you do live in. Is that is it? Yes. I, okay. Yes. I can't okay. afford to live in a house I own. You rent. You rent the house that you live in, but you also rent the house that you own. Yes. To other people. Yes, I can't afford to own the house. Uh, your first home is your vacation home. I haven't had a vacation there yet. Oh. It's an investment. I see. Anyway, the monetary value of five months free rent is pretty considerable in this city. And right. I think in a lot of other cities across the country, uh, since everybody wants to move to cities and get the fuck out of wherever they grew up. Like but, the Quad Cities. But in Jacksonville in the 90s, it was probably $500. I mean, that's still nothing to sneeze at. No, That's not. a lot of money. I think too. Jacksonville in the 90s was probably about 250 yeah, yeah, 500 is a nice place <laughs> in Jacksonville. Yeah, 500 You might have an indoor pool. Maybe after the Jags uh, started up there. You mean those assholes? The Jagoffs? I'm not talking about Mike Vanderbilt. Oh. I like that. Is, this is a terrific Christmas song, and everyone should listen to this over and over again and drive their families nuts with it and play it during Family iPod Club. Did we ever explain the rules of iPod Club on this on this program? No, I don't think we ever talked about iPod no, Club No, I think it's the first is time. Is this your new podcast? IPod Club. iPod Club is a thing that we did back when we were having parties, and instead of listening to records... We would, everybody would bring their iPod, and there were two variations on iPod Club. Number one, you picked three songs on your turn, and you made everybody else listen to them, and then everybody would take turns. Or you could do random iPod Club, which, as we put it, revealed the truth of your iPod, and you had to put your iPod on random shuffle play and just play the first three songs that came up. Oh, fun! Have I ever told you about Zune Club? It's just a bunch of people with Zooms hang out and try to convince each other that they, they spent good money. And it was a good investment. That this thing's going to make it. That's a great joke at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Was there a Zoom? Yeah. Oh, it's a good Zoom yeah. joke? Yeah. Because you know Guardians of the Galaxy's got the tape yeah. deck. In the first oh, one. they give him a Zoom. At, at the end of the second one, he like finds a Zoom. And it's got a lot of songs. I love a good Zune joke. Yeah, Yeah, you hit me with one the other day when I sent you uh, the fact that I had a Bart Simpson rap come on my my car stereo. Yeah, you you said, is this your fault? And I said, track two. And I said... I don't know. What are you playing? Your Zune? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, it's my... It's, it's not my, my fault. Day, day, I guess what, we I, moved on to the next do song. Do I hear sleigh bells? Do I hear sleigh bells, Dave? No, do man. I hear, do I hear sleigh bells? These are sleigh bells. Listen, the song's almost over, so you better hurry. All right. Uh, this is Merry Xmas, everybody, by Slade. Oh, wow. I love this song. That's a great song. And I haven't played Slade since Undercover Glam three years ago. And to you, dear listener, I apologize. This song is so fucking good. I feel like we talked about Slade before. They formed in 66, but didn't find success. 
until they started glam jamming in 71. Even had a short skinhead phase, but not in the racist way, like more in the haircut way. Always racist. It was not always racist. It became racist in the 80s. It's true. You see, skinhead culture started as an anti-hippie movement where you'd cut off your hair and begin to bathe. And then the music came from a love of Jamaican and African-American music. It wasn't until the early 80s that the political divide separated the skins into the far left and the racist far right. Guess which one got more press? Which one? The far right. Right, because if people people have too much exposure to the far left, they might like it. Yeah. So this was um, this was Slade actually like Slade and Polydor, their record label was like, "I let's do a Christmas album, right, right." And they're like, "Okay, let's do that." And they like scraped up some songs that they had done from them. They were called, I think, like the In Betweens or the the I have it written down here somewhere. The Inbetweeners, which is also a very popular British sitcom. The Inbetweeners? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they uh, scraped some songs together and got drunk and wrote it one night at his mum's place. And he said something along the lines of, When I got the line, I knew I had a right cracker on my hands. I did, I did. And that's how they came up with this song. I like this song. Was yeah. this on the end of The Office? The British office? May have been. I never got that far. Really? Yeah. Not a long series. Also, It was a Christmas special. Thanks to Dave Geis for uh, hooking me up with these sweet jingle bells. You buddy Dave Geis? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to give a moment, give a big Christmas shout out to Dave Geis. You buddy Dave Geis? Who is not the mysterious bass player from Karate the Band, Mystery Karate. Nobody ever figured out who that was. Nope. He met me at an Irish pub earlier for lunch today. Gave me these uh, sweet sleigh bells. What a pal. And ladies, he's single. Beautiful eyes, good editing job, really good taste in music. Sounds a lot like my buddy Hollywood Steve. And he would never put Justin Bieber on a playlist. You can find him on Twitter at the real Dave Geis. That's was, G-E-I-S. Was this a condition of him giving you the sleigh bells? No, he doesn't listen to the podcast. He'll never hear this. <laughs> I just like the dude a lot. He's a good guy. Um, I, I, I put Justin Bieber on playlist, and I have actually been married, so... Mm. How'd that turn out? <laughs> it's really good. Romantically. Two, two yeah. beautiful children. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <sighs> <I'm> <laughs> Speaking of which, me and my late wife really enjoyed uh, Neil Diamond and the holidays. Especially New Year's, we had a tradition, you know, and we would watch oh. a Neil Diamond concert from the 70s that came with an interview on the DVD where he had just come out of his uh, short retirement in the 70s and he is just chain-smoking cigarettes and he's the cockiest guy I've ever oh, heard yeah. interviewed in my life. Yeah. It's on it's so good. And we watched that every, every New Year's with... Um, with uh, we'd watch a jazz singer as well, but this is a Christmas song that we like to listen to a lot. This had heavy rotation in the old Risner household. You make it feel like Christmas by Neil Diamond yeah. from his 1992 album, The Christmas Album. 
and he proved that he could. St he still had it in '92. Yeah. This went on to sell two, two million copies, double platinum. The first time I saw Neil Diamond live uh, was in 1993. It was November 11th, 1993, and he did a whole Christmas section of this album. And much like Christmas, we all came that night to the Palace of Auburn Hills to see a Jewish man Wait, much sing. Like Christmas, we all came that night. Christmas comes once a year. Oh, okay. No, Christmas comes but once a year. I thought you meant like an orgasm came. Like we all came on. So like Christmas, he come but. Christmas came to Detroit that night. Okay. Christmas came to Auburn Hills that night was my point. You filthy bastards. Can't beat Neil's voice at Christmas time, guys. Is this an original song? Yes. Because yeah. if it wasn't, he makes it sound like an original song. Yeah, well, yeah. he does. Yeah. But it is an original song. Um, he performed, this was November, and he performed like eight Christmas songs, and it was in the round, and a Christmas tree came down. It was beautiful. Um, this we was in February. Yeah. Uh, he did play Havanagila later that night, which was still pretty cool. Yeah. And, and like Christmas, yeah. Dave came that night. That's, I see, I see how I didn't word that correctly and that was not on purpose so my my theory it's, it's also true that dave comes but once a year dave comes but once a year i gotta unravel that yeah there's a lot going on there uh so i have a theory about this song um that this song is about his first tryst with a gentile Ooh. and that wasn't that wasn't desiree it might have been Desiree. This might be the second song about Desiree. Like a song sequel. Yeah, sure, he boned her in July, but that sweet Christian pussy made little Jewish Neil feel like he was celebrating Christmas. Ah, man, at the hands of a girl almost twice his age. Yep. The lyric, I hear those sounds of Christmas in your song all year long, means that she had a jingle bell in her vagina. Or And, and probably bad dandruff. You. It's snowing. Oh. Sounds like, of uh, like like crotch dandruff. <laughs> like wow. white like white flakes on the tops of her shoes. <laughs> you make it feel like Christmas. <laughs> you make it look like Christmas on my beard. Um. What, oh, so like, and also fun facts. If this song were recorded eight years earlier, it might have been Yacht Rock. The personnel in this song is kind of bonanza. Bob Glob on bass, Ross Kunkel on drums, Whoa. Dean Parks and Waddy Wachtel on guitar, keyboards by Robbie Buchanan, written by Neil Diamond. I'll tell you who was playing percussion on this was King Arison, because he was Neil Diamond's percussionist for, like, since the... Mid seventies, I want to say. I think this is, might have been his touring guy. He may have got different guys in his albums. You think so? Yeah, I, Russ I think, I think play drums on this shit. Not percussion, like random percussion. He's talking about percussion. He's not talking about drums. Oh, yeah. Now drums are part of percussion. Oh, no. Yeah, so arguably. Yeah. I could be, I could be way off base. But King Harrison's been with him for a long time. It was also in a James Bond movie. Nobody knows which one. More jingle bells. It's funny that you brought you went to somebody's house to go pick up jingle bells when every single one of these songs that we're playing has jingle bells in no, them we, already. We met for lunch. Oh. But I did drive to Guitar Center last night to find out they didn't have any sleigh bells. So 
you know, I was... Steve, you've heard this song nine million times. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still like it. Okay. This is... I just haven't heard it as... I, I, I haven't heard What You Want for Christmas as much as I've heard this one, so that one still feels fresh and new. No, I'm, I'm just... more like a time-tested classic. I'm just saying you didn't like songs that you've heard, Christmas songs you've heard a million times. It depends on what they are. Gotcha. You like the good ones. I like, yeah, I like the good ones. I think this is the greatest Christmas song of all time. Yeah, this one does it, not get fucking far up there. It's This one bridges every, like, this is the bridge from modern to... to Unmodern, whatever. Well, I also think this one opened a door. Well, the, the thing is, is, like, I was gonna, th- I was thinking about playing Backdoor Santa, and well, the Clarence Clemens song. That this, you, you kind of are. A lot, I am. I mean, there is, it's a, it's a lot in there. But mind you, not really a Christmas song. This also hits your category of things you like in Christmas songs that you like the specificity. This is the most specific Christmas song you will yeah. find. They put the whole menu on the, yeah. on the song. <laughs> yeah, it's you know where it is, you know who's gonna be there, and you know what they're eating. Yeah, they're kind of just naming things. Things from Hollis Queens. Yeah. Like, and and it's not just like it's not just like oh you know. Like this Justin Bieber thing with like, Ugh, this isn't an old song. I'm going to make it new because I'm Justin Bieber and I rap new. And no, we can all agree that song was terrible. These guys are throwing, they, they, they're, they're bringing, everybody can enjoy this song. If you like traditional Christmas songs, it mentions those. If you like Backdoor Santas, sure, you can get some of that from Clarence Carter and if you like it's very inoffensive too so if you could get your old ass grandpa on board with old rap he, he may be able to enjoy this song he may listen to the lyrics and go oh maybe I got this rap thing all wrong yeah. and then he and then he starts getting funky with his walker I think I saw that in a run day of well, see, JD what you just said yeah. happens in Die Hard oh yeah when yeah when Argyle puts the song on it must have been deep in my mind. With I Bru- thought it was real. And Bruce Willis, you know, he's a grizzled older man who's a police officer. He doesn't want to hear rap music. But even he enjoyed this. Is that guy, is that Reginald Vell Johnson from Family Matters? <laughs> no. That guy, he's in Crocodile Dundee, but is he in Die Hard as yeah, well? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. But that's, but he's, yeah, he was the... He's a different guy. He was the police officer. Argyle was the, Argyle was the, uh... The, uh, the limo driver. Okay. Picked him up at the airport. See, yeah, where I got confused because uh, Reginald Vell Johnson was a limo driver in Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. It's an easy mistake to yeah. make. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I was going to pick something a little more uh, obscure, but why? No, why? this is Christmas. Let's have some fun. This yeah, is it. This is the most fun Christmas song possibly put out there that everybody it's would it's enjoy. It's got an ill reindeer in it. Well, what, what didn't make the list? So many songs. Were we supposed to do that? No. No. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to don't, point out. Don't blow, don't blow it if we ever have to do another Christmas mini-sode. Do you guys remember the, mu- uh, the music video for this? Ish. Yeah. It's, it has the elf, like, 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 causing mayhem and whatnot. It beat, I think, Bad. Martin Scorsese directed Bad for music video of the year. 
No, really. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Goodbye. <laughs> it's a good show.